yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer. His name is Raj Geary, and this is the final show with Raj Geary on it. Raj, are you? Where, where are you going to go after this? What are you doing after this? Let's 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 not wait to find. Just just tell me. Did you sign a big deal with somebody? Are we going to see you on network TV, Raj? What's the deal? <laughs> I'm gonna catch up on the wire. You know, I've been trying to do that for <laughs> for years. <laughs> that's you know, my it's uh, my big plan right now. <laughs> it's you know that's it's so funny you say that. i've been wanting to watch the wire for so long but i do have to watch so much pro wrestling by the time i have free time i'm like well i don't want to start another show <laughs> yeah, exactly now i got a little time no but i'm also uh starting i starting some doing some consulting um uh, you can check out webcapacity.com w-e-b-c-a-p-a-c-i-t-y uh and just helping websites, ad-supported websites, uh, mostly you know sports-related websites that are, you know, use ad advertising for revenue, and just give them some one-on-one -on -one, uh, experience guidance, help them out, help them get set up. So yeah, if you have an ad-supported website, check out webcapacity.com, hit contact and get in touch, or you can contact me on Twitter, or just uh, DM me. And now is a great time for something like that, because I think a lot of people tried to get something rolling through the pandemic and now life is picking up again. But a lot of those projects has probably got going, but now they need to figure out a way to start making some actual money. So I think right now is a perfect time for you to be doing stuff like that. And if you're someone who has a project like that, so a podcast, something, and you're looking at getting more support there, Raj is the person to check out. Uh, Lots of people here already in the chat and uh, and hanging out here. Thank you guys so much. Please make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, Krana saying, uh, Raj is Logan and Jack is Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Logan? Why can't I be... Uh, uh, who's, the, who's the other... Uh, Kendall? No, not Kendall. The Greg's, the, Greg's manager. Uh, oh, uh, is that Tom? Tom, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fun ones uh, logan i'm the old guy the yeah. oldest guy <laughs> you do tell me to f off all the time no uh, <laughs> um lots of really good comments here already for you in the chat raj this is going to be a a tearjerker of an episode everyone in the chat uh feel free to throw in your your favorite raj moments and in the comment section as you're watching leave some uh some good old uh, Raj comments. I'll be honest, Raj, I wanted to make a little montage where I superimposed your face over things, uh, but I got lazy and didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, like stuff like from Titanic, where it was uh, the two of them on the end, but I was going to put both of us on there or something. Uh, I don't know, but it, I got brought tears to my eyes. <laughs> way, way too lazy for me to get into that. Um, Here's a transition. Let's talk about the news. We have some big news coming out of the WWE, and it's not good news. It's a, another lawsuit. WWE is being sued for discrimination uh, from former WWE writer Brittany Abrahams. Uh, Abrahams has filed a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of New York, claiming that Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, and other company employees discriminated and retaliated against her for raising concerns about, quote, offensively racist and stereotypical jargon used in the promotion scripts. According to the complaint that was filed earlier this week, Abrahams protested against racial and gender stereotypes that were written into WWE shows. Abrahams claimed that she was subject to, quote, 
a number of racist pitches after voicing her concerns. Um, she went in to talk about certain wrestlers like Bianca Belair and Apollo Crews, uh, among others. This is not something you want to hear right after you just had a big old merger uh, as a company, Raj. Yeah, and some of the stuff just kind of just boggles your mind. You know, some of the stuff that the writers, you know, some of the writers said. There was one. Um, let's get to that after this, the Roderick Strong question. But, um, yeah, there was one where uh, she apparently, they were pitching a, a storyline with Aaliyah um, Mansoor and I, I believe it's Angel Garza. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, so uh, apparently one of the ideas was that there was a secret. And then one of the writers said, uh, well, the secret could be that Mansoor was behind 9-11 or something like that. And I've got to think it, it, the guy was not being serious because Mansoor would have been like six years old at that time. But to be able to make that kind of a joke in a corporate environment in this day and age, you've just got to be a complete um, dumbass. And, you, should, you know, someone like that should be shit tanned, in my opinion. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think some heads should roll for stuff like this. One weird thing is that she in the lawsuit said she wants her job back. So, um, yeah, so that she couldn't file the lawsuit until uh, after March. And um, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, lawsuits like this are always um, are always ugly. And there's some really, um, really, there's some stuff that I think wrestling fans just kind of accept. Mm -hmm. I think like Jinder Mahal, when, you know, when he got the big push, it was like, it's kind of like he's a heel just because he's Indian, you know, and yeah, he's from another country, even though he's technically born in Canada. And, <laughs> you know, it's got to be going. I mean, they did it with Canada, too, in the past. And, you know, well, they've done it forever. And then with Apollo Crews, when all of a sudden he's got this Nigerian accent, it's just dumb, low rent stuff that I think fans have kind of accept, accepted for too long. And it's just... Um, you know, at, at the very least, hopefully some heads will roll and there's some change out of this because th there has been a lot of dumb stuff that has been tolerated for a long time. Yeah, there's definitely um, there, it, it's it's a weird balance where you have you want wrestlers to be someone who can be easily identifiable to fans when they first show up and walk out. But at the same time, there are certain things like I, I agree. I don't know how you pitch a 9-11 angle or story and not think to yourself, this is a horrible idea. I mean, I get that you, uh, you want that can't again. be serious. Uh, you've got like, to think, you know? <laughs> I, yeah, that's not sorry I, to disturb you. Uh. you no, know, no. Yeah. It's, but it's, there are certain things where I go, okay, writer's room. Sometimes you throw random stuff out and you, you're like, okay, that was a bad idea, but we're just spitballing. But certain things like, dude, that you, that's just horrible. That's like, there's certain things you just don't, you don't touch. Like you wouldn't say this wrestler used to be a school shooter or something. You know what I mean? Like there's certain Jeez, things you just like, don't right, yeah. like, don't do like, this is a horrible thing to, to do, especially in a corporate world. Um, and so, that, yeah, there's other things that obviously are in there that I, I think a lot of us raise our eyebrows to, but you make such a good point that maybe as wrestling fans, we should stop accepting it and being like, oh, this is just how wrestling is and, and start being more, hey, now, that's not okay, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
So, uh, but hopefully this wakes some people up. Have there, I don't follow lawsuit stuff very often, Raj. Is there precedent for someone suing to get their job back? It feels like if you sue a company that that's pretty much a done deal. Gosh, I'm trying to, I feel like there has been, but I'm forgetting uh, off the top of my head. I mean, you know, Brock Lesnar sued WWE, but that wasn't the provision. One of the provisions, Sable sued WWE in the past and came back. But again, that wasn't one of the, the provisions in her lawsuit. Um, gosh, I can't, I can't recall of any. I, I'm sure there have been, though. Yeah. Because um, that seems like a very weird, I don't know, that just seems like a very weird thing to uh I, I don't know how you police that like when she gets fired again i don't know it, it, it puts everyone in kind of a weird spot i would imagine um but i don't know i'm maybe it's maybe it's happened before in any case uh let us know what you guys think about the the lawsuit in the chat it was mentioned in the chat earlier actually we do have a super chat from the tornado anthony y saying uh i acknowledge raj but never acknowledge roman Take so, that, Roman. Take that. So you're <laughs> clearly you're clearly the bigger draw than than Roman is, uh, the bigger star. Because uh, I I put all of my basis of star power into what the tornado Anthony Wise says. So there you I go. guess I acknowledge you, uh, Rob. That man knows. That man knows. <laughs> uh, but there was a comment earlier, and you'd mentioned you wanted to get into it, and I, I think it's smart to get into it now too. Is Roderick Strong debuted for AEW last night. And uh, the most recent information that Fightful had was that AEW talents they spoke to were, quote, pleasantly surprised that Strong had signed. Uh, on the WWE side, the newest information was that 2K Games had been told not to include Strong in the WWE 2K23 video game. And that other WWE talent had never been updated on his status. And he had not been at the WWE Performance Center in, quote, quite some time, even though he was fully cleared to wrestle the report also noted that Strong's WWE run started its downward slide when Triple H lost power in NXT as he was behind Strong's push. Um, this is, I think the most shocking thing to me about this is that it was never mentioned that Roderick Strong was done with WWE, Raj. Yeah, I mean, he was, as of last night, he was still on the NXT roster page. I should check. I'm, I'm, I'm. Gotta think he's gone by now. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those uh, one of those deals where it must have been fairly last minute. I don't know uh, when it happened, but Roderick Strong had asked for his release a while back. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one of the the few surprise releases, um, and you, you don't see that much in this day and age. Usually they'll be at the very least removed from the roster page, you, you know, albeit quietly sometimes. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was a surprise. I mean, it's one of those things. Uh, Roderick Strong, you know, when they said the downward decline started when Triple H lost power, really the downward spiral happened once the Undisputed Era disbanded. It just kind of wasn't the same. Um, mm -hmm. There was never, it never felt like he, was getting to a spot where he was going to go to the main roster. They were just finding different stuff for him in NXT. And um, yeah, I, I just, I look, he, he's, he's a really good worker. Um, he's really good in the ring. Um, but, you know, I, I would say this with the Undisputed Era back when they were in NXT, I could see back then, I, I would say, I could see Adam Cole making it on the main roster, but not necessarily the other guys. Um, mm -hmm. 
or at the very least, they'd be like Imperium, where you have the one star and then the kind of the other guys just around them working matches and stuff, but not really uh, doing much. And I don't think Roderick Strong is a, a big loss for NXT or mm-hmm. WWE at all. And, um, you know, I think him and Adam Cole being back together is cool. I don't see him changing much uh, with the dynamics of AEW, but, you know, it, it, you see so many talents go and kind of get lost in the shuffle. I don't know if that, that'll be the case here just because he is so close with Adam Cole. So at least he'll be involved with those tag matches and things like that. If he wasn't, I could see him being kind of in that same position. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big Roderick Strong fan. I've I've been a fan of his for a long time, uh, even going back to before his time in NXT. Uh, but I also agree with what you're saying. I don't think that the ratings are going to suddenly shift tomorrow because of this, or that buy rates are going to necessarily go through the roof. But I do think that if you're a fan of what happens in the ring during matches, he's someone who's really really good at that kind of stuff. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he's used especially i don't know what kyle o'reilly's situation is but i think if you've got roderick strong kyle o'reilly and adam cole together that is a pretty interesting uh thing to have on aew i know they tried to do a undisputed situation um with bobby fish there but i think roderick strong and kyle o'reilly and adam cole are going to be able to i think mix in with aew's style a little bit better than Bobby Fish. Uh, No offense to Bobby Fish. I just think he's on the older side. And I think that more fast paced stuff that Roderick can do will probably fit that better. Um, I don't know what the plans are for him. I think it's cool for AEW, but like you said, people will get lost in the shuffle sometimes. So we'll have to see where it goes. Uh, I'm happy for him. I I think it's cool. We got an actual surprise (laughs) as far as the return goes. Um, I will say though, when he first came out, his logo and people said this on Twitter Looked like it said SRS. And I was like, is Sean Ross Sap in AEW? I know. That's probably why there was that that's probably why there was like no pop at first. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the logo is not very good. It does not look read like RS. It looks like SRS up there. And uh, I'm just messing with Sean, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's uh Look, I mean, they're stockpiling their roster. It's great. Obviously, WWE is not bringing in guys right now. Um, you know, basically since Vince came in, you haven't been seeing guys on the main roster moving from NXT or then bringing back guys back when, you know, they brought like 20 in like the four months before that. So, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, look at all, Jay White already kind of feels like he's getting lost in the shuffle quick. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it'll be, it'll be good, you know, when Collision comes by and they, kind of do divide the rosters, even though I feel like they're doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. But having split rosters and getting guys a little more uh, involved and and uh, and more um, ha- have more focus on them will be a good thing. I really think that that national championship that, um, that Orange Cassidy has, they're going to use it. I kind of like what they're doing with it. And I like... I think if you had guys like Roderick Strong and and Takeshita, and I've said this before, I think, but like your Banditos and the guys that all necessarily, maybe they don't all cut promos, but like they all are fast paced, really excited in the ring. I think someone like a Roderick Strong could get in there and make it almost like that WCW cruiserweight division was at one time where they weren't cutting promos or anything, but they would have a match every week and it would always be super exciting. And, you know, the title would bounce around. I think that he could fit into something like that. 
really, really yeah, well with them. He's really he he's great in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and he could definitely be an asset for matches like that for sure. Yeah. Um. So we'll see how that plays out, especially as it plays out into the ratings. And speaking of ratings, Raj, uh, ratings came in for NXT and Dynamite, uh, but I think you have some information on those, right? Yeah, so NXT, just really strange. Um, it was against the NHL and NBA playoffs, as pretty much all the shows are right now. And they did some of their best numbers in a while for the spring break-in episode the other night. Uh, they did 647,000 viewers, which was up 15% from last week, and a 0.18 18 to 49 rating, which was up almost 30%. It was up 29% from last week. So it was the best audience since the New Year's Evil episode on January the 10th. And that 18 to 49 rating was the best audience. It was tied with four other episodes as the best audience since September of 2021. So over a year, like basically a year and a half. And that was the week after it was rebranded to NXT 2.0. So really big numbers this week. And I don't know what it was. Uh, I don't think it, just the spring breaking gimmick did it. Maybe it was the, the Stratton in a bikini on Raw, uh, you know, the, in, in those promos. Uh, right. Uh, or it wasn't a bikini, a swimsuit. But whatever it was, they, they did way better than usual. And um, even with that big number for the month of April, they averaged 574,000 viewers for the month, which is actually the lowest monthly average they've ever done uh, since they started on USA. Uh, if you exclude the, the episodes on sci-fi. But they averaged a 0 0.145, 18 to 49 rating in April. And that is you know, the second best of the year. So the overall audience has been lower than, you know, the lowest it's been. And a lot of that is just that a lot of younger viewers are tuning into NXT while the older viewers are tuning out. Well, it's, I know when they first made that switch to NXT 2.0, a lot of people were upset about it. But as it's been going... I think it's done a really good job of finding its footing and figuring out what it is. And a lot of the people that were getting their first chance on TV are really starting to hit their stride. And I don't know if this is what it is, but I, I think Carmelo Hayes is an all-star. And I think that him being the champ and him being featured is helping quite a bit. Um, and I think having people like Tiffany Stratton and uh, Sol Ruka, I know she got hurt, which is unfortunate, but they've just got a lot of people who I think, you know, Cora Jade that are, starting to really hit their stride and i think they're starting to figure out what works and i think that brand is starting to really be good for wwe i i don't think nxt is going to be the number one show on wwe's brand anytime soon but i think that they're they're really making some incredible stars on that brand and um i think right. that's helping but Sure, but this week was also more of an anomaly. You know, before this week, the numbers were pretty normal 0 0.13, 0 0.14. They did do a 0 0.16 uh, at the end of March, but this this number was a little, you know, uh, out of the ordinary. So, but, you know, to your point, uh, NXT, I mean, year over year, they are up 12% viewers from the same week last year. Obviously, this again, this week was an anomaly. Uh, they're also up 29% in the demo. And even though this week was way bigger than usual, last week they were up 17% year over year. So, you know, maybe something is clicking. They, they are up this year more weeks than not year over year. So, yeah, uh, good for NXT. Well, I think because this was spring break and it, it's like one of their winter is coming type episode. So they had some big stuff right. built into this one as well. So yeah. I don't know, we'll see if they, now the question is, do they hold it next week? That's always the big question. And 
how does the draft impact them? And we'll definitely talk about the draft here in just a little bit, folks. Um, yeah. But we talked about yeah, and, and, oh. and you guys in the chat, if you guys have your your draft picks and who should be drafted, just save them until we start talking about the draft and we'll definitely put some of them on the screen. Yep. So speaking of ratings and, and people who get people to tune in, news has broke that CM Punk had a meeting with Chris Jericho. Fightful Select is reporting that the meeting between Punk and Jericho occurred last week while Wade Keller confirmed the meeting was on Friday in Tampa Bay. Uh Days before Punk would turn up backstage at Raw, the meeting was said to have both been have been both unremarkable, given to the animosity between Punk and Jericho leading up to it, while others described it as having gone well. So we have talked about CM Punk, and CM Punk has been kind of the focus of a lot of news. My big takeaway on this, one way or the other, whether you like what's going on or don't like what's going on, I think at the very least, if you're meeting and trying to make amends and things are going well, that's got to be a good sign, right, Raj? Yeah, and and I think one thing we've we've really I, I think we've known this forever is that people care about punk, you know, whether they love him or hate him, uh, he attracts attention, and and people do care, and you know, uh, the fact that the Jericho meeting was, you know either insignificant or just went well that's a good thing mm -hmm. <laughs> at least it, it, they didn't blow up and so you know by it seems you know for all intents and purposes that punk is going to be back in june uh june 17th saturday night chicago so yeah let's just hope that you know aew is a little cold right now let me i forgot to talk about the aew ratings i'll do it after this but um mm -hmm. Yeah, they're they're a little cold right now, so Punk can uh, hopefully give it a boost, and hopefully they can sustain it. Um, you know, again, Punk is only going to be on that Saturday show, so his um, whatever buzz he brings, it, if it warms up the product as a whole, that's great because then it will affect the Wednesday numbers. But Punk won't be on that Wednesday show, so um, they'll need their own stuff on Wednesday to kind of get that show uh, improving or at least. Um, not dropping well it's yeah my my big thing with punk was always that as long as he doesn't mess up the locker room you know that's the big thing and look if he's making amends and trying to make things right good on him and uh tony in the chat asked the question wait hold up at the meeting with jericho went well why on earth would he even have gone close to raw that sounds weird that whole thing seemed weird to me as well but if i'm looking at the bright side of it i think maybe punk just decided he wanted to make amends with people and not have these negative things out there. But uh, Raj, any thoughts on punk going to raw? I agree. That's weird. Um, if it went well, and it, I think he knows in this day and age, that's going to get out there, right? Like th that there's, it's not going to be a secret that he's going to raw. And um, mm -hmm. I think in that situation, even though you're riding on the plane, and so apparently he was in Florida for a few nights, because if that meeting took place on Friday, he's flying back Monday. Um, so uh, who cares, whatever. Right. <laughs> but, right. Uh, uh, you know, enjoying the sun for the weekend. But um, yeah, if, if even if you're on the, the plane with a bunch of WWE guys and you're having a great time, they ask you to go backstage to Raw, that's one where you take a rain check with everything that's going on. So. I don't know. Yeah. He's a smart guy. So there's got to be more to it. I don't know if he's trying to show that he can make amends. And 
I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one. I use the analogy on Monday that it, it feels like if I got in a fight with my girlfriend and we were like, okay, well, we're going to make up. It's fine. And I said, cool. Now I'm going to go to my ex-girlfriend's house and make sure I'm cool with her too. That would <laughs> probably, probably not the best look. But again, who knows? I don't know. At, the, at the end of the day, we're talking. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, this way, it's he's like, well, I made amends with Triple H, and I made amends with the Miz, but the, the Young Bucks, it's not happening. So it's not clearly, it's not me, you know. So I don't know if that's what it is or or not. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully it's all good things. I mean, I don't think I'll ever know the truth about what's what what really is it's all about. But I agree, it's a little weird that. With everything going on, he's he's making amends with the Miz when the, the him and the Bucks still have issues apparently. Um, right. But again, I don't know. Maybe they squash that too. Who knows? Um, yeah. Do you? We got a quick question. Uh, do you think Thunder Rosa will ever come back to wrestling? I think that's the only way to increase AEW ratings. Raj. I think she'll come back. Um, yeah. I, I do think. I, I haven't watched that many episodes of All Access, but you know the ones I have seen, it, it, the, especially the very first one, I, I thought she was getting kind of a bad rap. But um, yeah, yeah, I think she'll come back. I don't know if she'll make an effect on ratings, but I definitely think she'll come back. Yeah. Well, speaking I, of which, let me. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jack. No, no. Go ahead and uh, get into the uh, ratings, and then we've got a uh, super chat after you're done. Yeah. So AEW Dynamite ratings, you know kind of the same range as last week. They did 863,000 viewers, which was up 4% from the previous week and a 0.28 pH, you know, uh, 18 to 49 rating, which was even with last week. So basically the same range they've been. It was number nine, number nine for the night on cable. Uh, year over year though, the show was down 6% total viewers and down 15% in the demo. Uh, kind of a, a bad note for the month of April, Dynamite averaged 859,000 viewers, which is the lowest monthly average for its regular time slot for the show since March of 2021. So in over two years. And that was the month that was basically the last month where they had head to head competition with NXT. Uh, mm -hmm. And for for the month of April, it averaged a 0.285 demo rating, 18 to 49 demo rating. And that's the lowest monthly average since June of 2020, basically kind of months after the pandemic started. So even, you know, months and months before, uh, while they were still head to head with NXT, this was still lower than that. So, um, yeah. So, you know, again, I feel like you're seeing, and look, with Dynamite, a lot of shows are down year over year. More people are, uh dropping cable and satellite but at the same time you're seeing wwe and their shows being up and in some cases way up year over year raw and smackdown especially are way up so you know it, it is true that a lot of shows are down year over year but when your competition is up that that, that just means you, you need something yeah and it's a, as we say it's a significant difference too it wasn't that long ago we were saying that aw needs to get over the hump of a million now it's struggling to get to the 900,000. Uh, what do you think that it, do you think it's just a CM Punk thing? Do you think if they get CM Punk, they're back up to a million viewers or do you think there's something else causing the problem? Uh, no, just cause, um, you know, the decline started 
you know, when CM Punk came back the last time from his injury last year in, in, in August, in August, uh, their numbers didn't really go up that much. They kind of stayed the same. So mm-hmm. I think this time he's been gone long enough that it should make a difference. But again, it won't make a difference on Dynamite because he won't be on that show. I think from for my dollar, I think that they just need to get better at keeping the same people on TV regularly. I think they do a little too much of, you know, House of Black is this big deal and then they're gone, you know, and then Swerve is a big right. deal and then he's gone. And then, and I think if yeah. you're a fan, it, you got to reward fans for tuning in. And if the people, you know, I don't, I don't remember the last time Adam Page was on TV. It must've been a few weeks ago. Um, there are certain things that like, if, if, if I start to love a character and then they're just gone, then when new characters come in, I'm being trained to not emotionally invest in this character because they're not going to be on TV very regularly. So. Right. I, or like, you know, with Keith Lee and Swerve, where all of a sudden Keith Lee and Swerve are no longer feuding. And then they just go back to it last week. And it's, and, and by, and they've been separated for so long that now you don't really care anymore. Like that, the heat of that feud is kind of gone. So right. I don't know. It's, like I was into the Keith Lee, Swerve feud while it was happening, and now when they went back to it, I, I, I just I'm finding a hard time caring again. Yeah, it's a very um, yeah. I, I think the consistency is actually their biggest thing. I don't you know I don't think that's the difference between eight hundred thousand and two point two million with SmackDown, but I do think that it starts to turn people off when I watch TV when I watch a show and the characters that I love are there and then they're not there. And then they're not there forever. And then they come back two months later. And I'm supposed to remember what they were doing two months ago. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, Veggie somebody's... Gamer uh, bringing up my mic doesn't sound uh, great today. The reason why we're late, a little late today is uh, my mic is on the fritz. So I'm using my AirPods today. So yeah. uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, what a way to go out. <laughs> go, going out with a bang. <laughs> right. Sounding like crap. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> uh, it's, no, it's all good. But uh, yeah, uh, we got in, uh, Mnek01 says inconsistent booking is hurting AEW. Wardlow was hot, then disappeared. Now he's back, but not the same momentum needs to be fixed. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we did get a super chat from Apox Music saying, Going to miss you on the pods, Raj. Been my go-to show since getting back into wrestling in 2016. You, Justin, and Matt. Haha, good times, man. Thanks. Cheers. Oh, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Gosh, seven years. That's uh, that's wild when you put it that way. <laughs> I wonder if there's anyone but, still uh, listening that was a day one person who's been uh, with the site since with, the beginning. With me, Sean Ross Sapp, and Vince Russo. <laughs> What a wild stat that that <laughs> like yeah. What a, what a, if you were to go back and say like, oh yeah, there's a show with Raj, Sean, and Vince all in one show. Um, we did it for a while too. Yeah. Uh, I think Lego Brick Collectors got a good idea here. Uh, we need a ladder match to see who's going to join Jack. I agree. Ladder yeah. match. Yeah, we're we're working on it. <laughs> Lego collector, by the way, I, I got I, I I started doing Legos a little bit ago. I got a, a, a Lego car right here next to me. Nice. Anyways, yeah, nice. Legos are fun. You should get into it with your free time. I, yeah, I'm we, still new with it, done. but still. <laughs> it's a little stressful, I'll be honest. It's like stressful, and then you finish, you're like, oh, that was great. <laughs> you're like, some of those pieces are so small. 
you yeah. know? Like, I don't know. It's actually kind of a headache the whole time you're doing it. But then when you finish, you're like, oh, that feels great. I don't know. It's a weird, <laughs> I guess like working out, yeah. like I hate this until you're done. And they're like, oh, that feels great. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, got, uh, we got Naomi <laughs> debuting for Impact Wrestling. Uh, PW Insider Elite is reporting that Trinity will debut for Impact Wrestling during this weekend's taping in Illinois. The debut will mark her first appearance on a wrestling program since she and Monet walked out of WWE in May of 2022, abandoning their women's tag team titles out of frustration over the creative direction of the women's tag division. Uh, Trinity confirmed late last month on Instagram that she was... The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Completely finished with WWE. Um, this, to me, feels like a big win for Impact. It feels like a win for her. It feels like a win all around. Uh, but also, looking back, with that lawsuit makes you wonder what exactly went down when they walked out. I didn't think it was related to the lawsuit. Um, it might not be. Because... I'm just saying theoretically, <laughs> I'm not, so I should yeah. be clear about that on news. I'm not saying it's related. Yeah. It's I'm not. Just yeah, it's not. yeah. Because yeah. Cause I was keeping, you know, uh, I was pretty close on that story with Sasha and, and Naomi back then. It was in, it was their booking and their frustration with the booking and, you know, how the women's tag titles were treated and, and, uh, and everything. So yeah, this is, this has got to be the biggest signing for impact in a long time. I mean, gosh, who's, who's, who's bigger, you know, um, in years. Yeah. Um, uh, that's actually a really good question. Um, I mean, they brought in I... a lot of old WWE release talent, but I think, yeah, I think Naomi's the, the biggest Thank you. Guys. And thank you so much. All, all you guys in the chat. It's yeah. I think the, um, yeah, you know, cause I mean, they've, they've signed some big names, but as far as like, cause Trinity right now is obviously a hot name with everything that happened mm -hmm. and the walking out very buzzworthy name, as opposed to, you know, like the good brothers, well-known globally, recognized team but they they didn't have the same kind of buzz as someone like a trinity does right now because of everything that came with her coming in you know um mm -hmm. yeah i don't know their last big like they just signed nick aldis too obviously nwa champion and, and all that but again not the same kind of buzz that like a trinity has um right and they, they've got a great women's division over an impact too so i think that's going to be great for her to be able to work with some great wrestlers and it's going to be great for them because yeah it's a buzzworthy name that's going to get people to go I want to tune in and see what happens with Trinity. So it's a classic win-win all around, I think, for them. Yeah, I'm still surprised that AEW didn't sign her. Um, I've got to think there's more to that. for Because, you know, she would be a, a big boost to their women's division. I wonder, yeah, I do wonder if, um, and this is pure speculation here, I wonder if there was a level of Trinity's going to want to come back to WWE and doesn't want to, appear to be burning bridges or anything like that um could be but who knows yeah yeah they, it could be she's you know kind of wanting to do what mercedes is doing and you know try 
try her hand outside of WWE for a little bit and, you know, maybe come back uh, when she's ready. Yeah. That, I feel like Impact's great for that, especially for the women's division, because their women's division is just so strong. You know, they've got so many good wrestlers there that it's very you're a lot more likely to be able to showcase what you can do there as opposed to some places that maybe don't have the roster or don't get the TV time that impacts division does. So very good for her. Glad she landed on her feet. And that said, I think that's the end of our new stuff. Let's are you ready? Do you want to do a fantasy draft Raj? Do you want to see? uh... Oh, I have an idea. And uh, you know, why don't we start with like NXT? We pick, uh five people to to bring from nxt and which brand they should go to you pick five i pick five and then we do five guys five uh, men and women from raw to smackdown and vice versa okay let's do it i yeah, think oh, well, real quick uh veggie gamer thank you so much um i think we a lot of us had tough, tough times in the lockdown I, I really appreciate that so uh, thank you yeah we had tough times in the lockdown and tna lockdown so you to uh <laughs> Put that there, but um, but yeah, very cool. Oh, so that is kind of a day one person, veggie gamer. Um, cool. So we'll start with you want to start with just the NXT roster five from NXT, sure. Or, All right, or five that you can say who you think is going to go and who you want to go. Oh, that's how so we're, we're kind of predicting what we think is going to actually happen. I don't know which way, either way. We're not, we're not trying to draft our, we're not trying to draft our own rosters we're trying to predict you where you people can draft go. your own you can, you can draft your own okay well <laughs> i'm gonna let, i'm gonna let you go first you're the boss still until the All end right. of this episode <laughs> so the names that have been thrown around about that are about being drafted uh cameron grimes has been rumored forever um yeah uh, pretty deadly has been rumored um and uh dragonoff so th- those are some of the names I'm, I think it's time for Braun breaker. Yeah. Um, I think he, and same as, you know, same as Carmelo Hayes, both those guys have been ready for a long time, but they're involved in, in the top few. So fits me, I'm picking five. It would be Carmelo Hayes, Braun breaker, Cameron Grimes. Um, uh, oh my gosh, this name's pretty deadly. Um, drag, uh, the, drag the, off. No, the, the, the heel, um, the top heel right now. <laughs> Not Braun Breaker. Uh, Grayson Waller. Great talker. Grayson Waller. Jeez. Yes. I haven't watched uh, NXT in a few weeks. I'm a rusty. But yes, Grayson yeah. Waller. He's he's a natural. I think Grayson Waller. Um, I think Raw could use him. Yeah, someone that's a, that's a great talker. I think we'll, we'll get to it. But I don't see Roman Reigns leaving SmackDown. So I think you need to load up Raw a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Grayson Waller would be great there. Carmelo Hayes, I'd, I'd say SmackDown, Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker, I'd start off on Raw, and then yeah, mm-hmm. pretty deadly. Um, I think I think uh, either one. I, I think uh, Raw could use it a, a little more of a jolt to the tag division. I think you and I are in the same the same boat there because one, I think Braun, you have to draft because mm-hmm. there's just nothing left for him on NXT at this point. Um, he's mm-hmm. beaten everybody. There's, I don't think you're really going to get much more out of him there. I think Raw's the best because they've got time. And so if you want to have him just squash guys for a little bit, he's got time. You got three hours to fill. It's okay to have him come out once a week and squash someone, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and I love the pick of Carmelo Hayes to SmackDown because 
Carmelo Hayes is that guy. I think Carmelo Hayes is such a superstar in every sense of the word. Uh, I think he's absolutely incredible. And I think that he should just be on a, on a brand like SmackDown, where as many people are going to see him as possible. I think you're going to get, I've been saying for a while, I think he's going to be this generation's Randy Orton. And I think he's just going to be someone that is around forever is great forever. And people are going to love the guy forever. So uh, big fan of him. And I also think pretty deadly is in the same boat. I love, 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 love pretty deadly. Again, I'd put them on uh, raw because I think raw needs to fill time and you could put them in skits. You could put them in matches. You could have them do pretty much anything and it's going to be entertaining. Uh, so they're great there. I also think Grayson Waller, you could probably put anywhere too, because he's awesome. Yeah. I think, um, maybe I would put him, away from la night because i think that he's got a lot of la night to him uh in that yeah. he can talk and do stuff and you don't want them on the same thing because they might get a little bit of overlap so i'd keep them separate so i would probably say maybe him on smackdown also um after that you know i don't know if this counts but i if i can count as one person but i, I feel like the creed brothers are ready to go i think that they're a great tag team that i think you could probably move up to the main roster Maybe not the greatest uh, Mike guys, but I think that they could add to a tag team division and freshen it up. And I could see them having great matches with the Viking Raiders, with the Street Profits, with the Usos, with New Day. I could see them going with all those guys and and being awesome. So that'd be my pick there. Um, what do you guys okay. think? The fellas from NXT. We got uh, yeah Grayson and Braun are getting called out here. Uh, Dragging off. To SmackDown, pretty deadly to Raw. Braun to SmackDown, Grayson to Raw. Cameron Grimes uh, to SmackDown. Cameron Grimes, I guess I forgot about it. He could he could go to the main roster too. It's tough with uh, yeah. Cameron Grimes because he's been off TV for so long that it's like, mm -hmm. sure, I guess he could. Why why not? I haven't seen him in a long time. So yeah, uh, I think since Raw is the longer show, they probably need more people. If that makes sense, but uh, yeah, yeah so let's throw Cameron Grimes to Raw. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let's, let's do that. That works for me. Um, any of the, uh, females on NXT you think are ready to get called up? Ah, oh, gosh. I, I think Zoe Stark, um, yeah, geez, uh, Jeffrey Sullivan here has some great picks. Zoe Stark to rock, Cora Jade, SmackDown, mm -hmm. Roxanne Perez to raw. I, I, I like all of those. Yeah, I think so too. I think Zoe Stark is athletically a phenom. So I think she'll be able to have put on banger matches with people right away. Uh, Cora Jade, I think has a lot of character. Roxanne Perez is still young enough that if she stayed on NXT, it wouldn't bother me. But I also think that she's great. I think Andy Hartwell is probably ready to get called up too. Um, so yeah. It's kind of now or never almost feel, I feel like for Andy Hartwell, cause she's been around a long time. So um, yeah, I, I think she should get a shot. Yep, we got baby. I say Wendy choose gimmick. Get over on the main roster with the kids. You never know. Look, I thought Orange Cassidy would last a few months before people got sick of that gimmick, and he he's still going super strong. So you never know what'll work. Yeah, I mean, look, if it works, it works. That's my my saying. But I, the NXT yeah. women's roster is, has so much talent on it that I feel like most of the people. I mean, it's like it's like shooting fish in a barrel, pretty much pick one and they'll probably be good to go on the main roster at that, you know, at that level. I think Tiffany Stratton, even though she's just hitting her stride up there, 
I think once she's called up, she's going to kill it on the main roster too. So yeah, she's going to be a star. It's too soon for yeah. her, but I think she'll, she'll be a superstar. Yeah. Um, so who are some folks from raw you'd like to see make the jump to SmackDown? Let's see raw. You got to have some big names go right. Otherwise yeah. the draft means nothing. So I'm going to start with Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like him and Roman would be a, a new feud. It would, I think it would freshen things up. I think Seth, I would have Seth win the world heavyweight championship, be the guy on raw. I, I say, keep Cody and Seth apart for a while, but still, I think Cody stays on raw as well. And so uh, other big names, um, from Rob, it's weird. Maybe AJ Styles, even though he's out of action. Um, yeah. Do we know when he's coming back? Refresh. Do we have an idea? It should be soon. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I think it should be soon. So Lashley, AJ. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't think he split up the Judgment Day. If I'd like to keep them, maybe Edge. I'd yeah. like to see Edge and away from the Judgment Day as far as possible because they've been feuding forever. And then uh, Montez Ford. I think Montez is ready. I think it's time to split up the Street Profits. I think Montez uh, could be a big star. And yeah. um, uh, one of damage control, maybe EO Sky or either yeah. EO Sky or Dakota Kai. I think. I agree with you. I think Montez going to SmackDown would be a great move. And I think you'll probably even take Bianca with him, um, mm. whether or not they put them together or not. But I, I think Bianca would be a big asset to the SmackDown women's division as well as. But uh, she's the champion. Oh, no, she's. Uh, yeah, she's. Uh... For now, until EO wins the championship at Backlash. <laughs> That's right. I'm calling it. EO's going to win the championship yeah. at Backlash. Yeah, you don't sound sound (laughs) confident. You could do that. I mean, it would be a huge upset for sure. But EO is, you know, she's great in the ring. So you keep her, move Bianca. And then I wouldn't do Bianca and Rhea right now. To me, that's a WrestleMania match. Oh, Um, 100%. So, so yeah, just for that alone, I'd almost keep Bianca apart. So, and then maybe win the Royal Rumble and, and then she goes to SmackDown, challenges Rhea. But um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Montez to SmackDown, though, is, is great. And I could see him being the guy that maybe even beats Gunther and takes the title or, or becomes the new intercontinental kind of face of that mid-card there as a singles competitor. Um, I feel like you got to keep Judgment Day on Raw. I don't know how you do it with, with, uh, with uh, Rhea having the championship, but... If you put Judgment Day and the Bloodline on the same show, they're going to have to cross paths eventually. And I don't know how you I don't know how you work that without one of them coming off bad, you know what I mean? I that, that's that'd be right. my only my only hang up, but yeah, I could see maybe like a, a riddle going over to SmackDown. I agree with you Bobby Lash would be great. I think he needs a new um a, new, a little, some new scenery, I think, would be good for him. Yeah. And I think someone like him feuding with the Bloodline would be awesome. I'd love to see him in the ring with guys like Solo and uh, and everyone else. Um, so I'd say those guys. I think 
Yeah, and then with the women's division, they've got a lot of good talent on the women's division in, in Raw, so I think that they could probably give SmackDown more than SmackDown could give them in the women's division, if that makes sense. Um, uh, so, yeah, I would say probably the biggest one uh, – I'd say probably the biggest one is Bianca going over to uh, to SmackDown. Um, After she, So you you think she loses to EO then? I think she's losing to EO. And then okay. I think we I think my my fantasy booker says EO wins and then jealous Bailey is what breaks up the damage control. I think Bailey I think I could see Bailey going to SmackDown before that, but I I, I don't dislike your idea. It, I, I mean it, it Bianca to SmackDown would be uh keep it fresh. It'd be something different. Um cuz right now I just I don't really think there's a whole lot of people for Rhea to feud with over in on SmackDown if it's just her. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you I, could do Bailey, have her go back to babyface. Yeah, um, or you could, yeah. Um, so we'll see. I just don't. Yeah, again, I don't want them doing Rhea and Bianca to this soon. I well, I agree with that. That is definitely a, a WrestleMania match, uh, yeah. Rhea versus Bianca, and so I, yeah, I don't know how you keep them separated that long, but yeah, I do. Right. I, I would like to see it, but then. So who would you like to see go from SmackDown to Raw? And why is LA Knight your first pick? LA Knight's on there. Yep. He's one of my <laughs> five for sure. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah. I, I think, again, you need a, a, a already established big star. For me, that's Drew. I think Yeah. Drew moves over, turns heel. You have him with, you know, feuds, built-in feuds with Cody, uh, Seth Rollins. Um, so I think, I think Drew could be great. I think he's kind of um, uh, got, gotten a little stale as a baby face. So it would, yeah. you know, it would be a, a fresh coat of paint for him. Uh, LA Knight for sure. Um, maybe carrying cross as well. I feel like carrying cross has kind of been treading water lately. And uh, he, who did they just start him feuding with? Um, Shinsuke. Shinsuke. I mean, I think you could do that match next week and get it over with and, and move him over. Yeah. And, uh, so, and um, who else? Uh, maybe the Viking Raiders. You know, yeah. a tag team. What I like, and about maybe all your... someone like a, another big star, uh, Ronda Rousey. That would be a you know that would be a a big deal. Yeah, I think Ronda Rousey over at Raw would be great because there's a lot of people that she could work with. That would be awesome to see those matches. I'd love to see an Oscar versus Ronda Rousey or. Um, some even a Bailey, Ronda Rousey, whatever. Uh, but mm. I, what I love about the, the people you picked to, to come over is a lot of people have been talking about how Cody has to go through the quote hard times and it's going to start with Brock Lesnar. I could imagine him just having this rough battle with Brock Lesnar, only to then have to go into a rivalry with a Karrion Cross who's going to beat the crap out of him, only to go into a rivalry with Drew McIntyre who's going to beat the crap out of him. And like just a murderer's row of difficult opponents uh, throughout mm. the year. And, and that really sets him up for something like that, I think. Um, but I think LA Knight, if you brought him to Raw and you, I think they should make him a, a face. And I think he could be one of the biggest stars in wrestling um, right now. I mean, Roman's the guy, but the way, the way LA Knight can talk and the look and everything he does I think if you just gave him the ball, he would take over Monday Night Raw. I think as just a, I, I just think he's got everything you want in a superstar. 
I, I he'd kill he's it. Huge. He'd kill he, it. Just give it, give him the ball and let him run, run with it. He, I've been on the LA night train for, for a while now. And you know, he, you saw him getting those reactions. You don't want to cool it off. And I think the more you beat him, you see it kind of starting to taper off a little bit, you know, keep him hot. Yeah. I, I was at WrestleMania and let me tell you, he wasn't even on the show, but the yeah. Yaz were crazy all day yeah. walking around. Yeah. Yeah. Let me talk <laughs> to you. You just people yelling, you know, like it was almost, it was more than the woo I was hearing, you know, cause when you go to these live shows, you're yeah. just randomly, you're like, woo or whatever. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it was crazy. And he wasn't even on the show. And it yeah. was crazy. And I was just like, this dude, this is the dude. Just strap the rocket to him, make him a face so we can all cheer for him and have him start talking trash about the judgment day, talking trash about the bloodline, talking trash about whoever, and just stone cold rip through everybody. I don't know. I'm, I'm just ready for him to take over wrestling for a few years. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that would be my, uh, I, I think you and I kind of, for the most part, I think we are kind of in agreement agreement on where we would sort of like things to go and where we would like people to go, uh, in the chat, who are some of your must change show draft people? Where would you like them to go and who would you like their first rivalry to be? So, so go ahead and let us know in the chat who you'd like to see move, where you'd like them to see him go and who'd you like to see him face? Yeah, name your top three people that yeah. you feel like need to move the most. And while you're doing that, do you think Brock Lesnar gets a, an official brand? Because he's always been kind of like, uh, right, uh, he, wherever he wants to go. <laughs> well, that's the question. How about, like, will this draft be for real this time? Because in the right. past, it's always been, it's a draft, and then a week later, well, there's a new rule that says so-and-so can go wherever. <laughs> and uh, it bounces just around. in the past, every time, every time, like within six months, you see the, you know, yeah. the, the, the lines blurring between who can go where. Uh, yeah. So we'll see if it sticks this time around, at least with, um, with triple H running things, maybe it'll be a, a stronger split. Uh, especially now they got the new championship. I've always felt like with, with Ross, with brand splits, I'm okay with them. I'm okay with them not being there, but if you're going to split the roster, it needs to be split split. I don't want it to yeah. have, it should be like NXT. Like NXT will never be on SmackDown. I, 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 that should be how it is. It's a totally separate world. I do like the idea yeah. of one champion over everybody, but that's probably just not going to happen. And that goes with uh, with officials too. I don't think Adam Pierce should be on both shows. I think he is on one brand, and you have someone else be the GM or whatever it's called, and give him official titles. You know, yeah. one thing I did I do miss is like back in the day when you would have Eric Bischoff and Stephanie McMahon trying to poach talent from the other brand, and you had like that inner brand rivalry storyline wise. Because once you introduce that, there's so much more you can do. Yeah. And, uh, I wish they'd do more of that, you know, where they're they're really they're competing with each other and they don't like each other. Yeah, it, it's so it builds in so many simple storylines too. Like you could just throw in a Kevin Owens SmackDown contract is up in a month, and now both people are trying to vie for him, and his matches will matter because he's like, hey, I'm going to try to beat people every week this week so that my value goes up or whatever. And it means nothing in real life. But as a fan, you're like, oh, he's a 
like, like in football or whatever, people, hey, he he scored 10 touchdowns. He's probably worth this much once his contract is up or whatever. I don't know. It's just it's simple stuff that you could throw in there to make meaningless stuff matter, I guess. But I like that. I like when the shows are kind of in a rivalry with each other. Uh, and then when you mm -hmm. have your your survivor series it feels like it means a little bit more when it's like oh yeah these gms need their people to win as opposed yeah. to just pride. well they didn't they stopped that they stopped the uh the whole bragging rights thing right but i don't know <laughs> if it came back we'll see we'll see right. i hope they of... don't i hope they don't <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah how do you how do you like the new belt what are your thoughts on the new belt we haven't heard that your thoughts on that yet I like it. I thought it looked cool. Um, yeah, basically the world heavyweight title with a big W on, on it. Um, but I like it. I thought it, it looks it looks really pretty. Look, I, I know a lot of people don't like the W. And look, mm -hmm. my favorite belt is the winged eagle. But I know if they bring it back, there's going to be a big W on it because that's right. branding. You know, you had they send those belts out and those are on the Super Bowl parade. You had Patrick Mahomes all over, you know, the news and all over all these, uh, you know, uh, on TV with that WWE belt. And you see this giant W that just sticks out. So it's yeah. smart branding. That's not going away. But yeah, all things considered, I really liked it. Yeah, I agree. I I like it. I do. I, I hate logos on the front, but I I, I also understand that that's just the way it is. Um, mm. I guess for me, I, I feel like this logo looks so modern, but the rest of it looks so classic. So it feels like it's a little bit of a clash, but I also feel like this is a title that will grow on me quite a bit. And I'm probably going to yeah. love it in a little bit because I hated yeah. AEWs the same way, but now I'm like, Oh, AEWs is cool. Cause I'm just used to it. Yeah. It, with the W doesn't quite blend in with the rest of the belt. Right. But like you said, I think uh, I think everyone's going to get used to it. Yeah. Um, we got big time Baxter with the super chat saying, do you think P50 plus preferred Vince's version of Raw? Because I'm surprised Raw isn't doing more 1.9 to 2 million viewers every week with strong 18 to 49 trend. Well, they are up in, in overall viewers um, year over year every week. But, you know, Raw... Raw has the toughest competition of any show because five months out of the year, they're up against, you know, the football with the NFL mm -hmm. and then, then the big college games in January and then the, the NFL playoffs. Uh, and then, you know, April to June, you know, Dynamite, all the shows face it, but so does, you know, so does Raw. You have the NBA and NHL playoffs. Um, so basically eight months out of the year, they have really strong competition. But um, yeah, I, I think... Um, yeah, I think they're I think they're doing fine again because when most shows are down year over year and you're seeing Raw and SmackDown up by a lot, uh, that's that's the right way to be going. Yeah, um, yeah, there things are going up. It also, P fifty plus. I mean, not to be mean, but that's not really a target. I think in any way for most. I'm getting there people. soon. I know. I, <laughs> every year, I'm like, "Hey, now no, these uh, these uh, these bigger 
<laughs> and I get it. Like, I'm not watching as many, like, comic book movies as I used to. <laughs> right. Like, uh, like, more in, like, like I watch a lot of CNBC, and I'll watch golf, and they'll have a bunch of, like, finance commercials. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> right. investments, so, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that, yeah, because as the older I get, the less I'm buying the shirts and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's right. why they don't care about me. Because when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, sweet, a new shirt. I'm going to go get it and, right. you know, buy all the the merch and everything else. And I'm like, ah, I don't really need that. Right. It's like, <laughs> what? A horror movie about people smiling? And then it's like a gigantic hit. It's like, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm rapidly going out of the demo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's always a fun moment when you just have those moments of like, oh, yeah, that's why I'm falling out of the demo. Another, <laughs> right. another, ex, another example of why no, why no one cares about my decisions to purchase. I'm like, yeah. Like no, no one, no one gears towards me because I'm just gonna go watch old episodes of The Office anyway. So, well, if you watch shows that gear to an older audience, it's like cable news because their demo is actually different. Their demo isn't 18 to 49, and then like golf and and sports like that. You'll see a lot of like car commercials and things like that, and that's you know what older people are more buying as opposed to Ant Man and the Wasp tickets. I do always say it's um, it's interesting whenever you watch a show to just stop and look at the commercials that are playing uh, mm -hmm. and realize that that's what they think of you. Like, mm -hmm. so as a wrestling fan, I always take note of what they watch and they always advertise pizza, candy, and anti-smoking products. <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> so what they're saying is they assume right. I'm eating pizza and candy and smoking all day because that's what they primarily <laughs> will promote during the show um it's kind, yeah. of, kind of interesting yeah. um in, right. any, in any case i think that <laughs> that kind of does it for us on that note let me let me uh, throw up this question from veggie gamer asking yeah. me what my, my number one moment in wrestling as a fan in general i don't pick current stuff uh just because i talk to a lot of the current guys I've, but i'd say um Hogan versus Andre was iconic to me as a kid, but I didn't watch that live. I didn't get to watch it till months later because our video store that that tape was always out. And the one <laughs> one WrestleMania, the first one I got to see, and even that, it was the night up. I didn't get to see it live, but uh, this guy down the street had a dish, taped it for us, brought it over, watched it after that, and then Savage winning the title was probably just as a kid, just so iconic. So that would probably be uh, number one. So many good. Speaking of getting older, though, the uh, the video store didn't have the tape. <laughs> yeah, and and when I finally got the tape, it was a two VHS thing, and the they forgot the second tape in there, and so we had to go back. And luckily, they did have the second tape in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always say when I first started watching wrestling, I didn't watch it regularly. It was whenever uh, my cousin would babysit me as a kid and he always just bring over wrestling tapes. And so I'd watch them. Uh, and it, it didn't dawn on me to actually fairly recently. Like, I didn't actually watch it in order. I didn't know like the actual, I, I would just have to like kind of, Oh, I like the way this person kind of looks or whatever, you know what I yeah. mean? For like for years before I actually started getting into it, into it in a way that like following it in that way. But before it's like, yeah. Oh, uh, a Royal rumble. I don't know if this is this year's or last year's or whatever. It's just a Royal Rumble. Hulk Hogan's yeah. in it. Cool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember back in the day, a lot of those events, because we didn't have pay-per-view uh, where I lived. Yeah. Uh, and so we'd have to get the, the videotapes a lot until we, we found out this guy down the street had satellite. And those Coliseum vi uh, 
tapes, they would cut out a lot of the entrances. And so yeah. like Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat, like they cut out the entrances. It just starts off with like them in the ring and it just, ah. Right, that's uh, how, the pageantry of the entrance. Come on, yes, you have, just you, show yeah. the event. Stop <laughs> trying to do your little edits. I <sighs> I am embarrassed to say I thought it was pay per view for the longest time. As a <laughs> I did too. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess that means you always see the results in the newspaper. I guess. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. looking back, like like, Jack, like it costs a lot of money, you know. <laughs> Even though I guess paper wasn't slang for money back then. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah. I, I thought it was in the newspaper, but now looking back, like Jack, the newspaper is not reporting on pro wrestling <laughs> results. <laughs> um, but in any case, uh, I think I think that does it for us. Uh, I want to thank everyone who joined us today: uh, Tony, Veggie Gamer, Big Time Baxter, Baby Ice, Original One Two Three Kid, Jeffrey Sullivan. Uh, Lance Davis Jr., uh, Shonak, we got Dylan Matthews, and uh, everyone else, more one, and a lot of other folks in there. I appreciate you guys coming through for uh, for this episode. Uh, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Definitely leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We could definitely use that. So please take a second, even if you don't listen to us on there, just go in there and type that in, and five-star good stuff. Uh, my name is Jack Farmer. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I'll actually be doing commentary for Santino Bros Fight Night 7 tonight in a few hours, 8.30 Pacific time on YouTube for free. Go to youtube.com slash at Santino Bros. But Raj, take it away. So, uh, you know, I kind of said my goodbyes last week because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it tonight. So, you know, check out last week's. But again, this has been a dream come true. You guys made it possible. I really hope that, you know... Um, the, you guys have been amazing and some of the stories you guys have had you guys have meant a lot to me too um the, you know i've had a lot of sad times over the years and the site and you guys and the comments and and the emails have always uh have always just been amazing so you guys are awesome love you guys uh, i'm still going to be on twitter i'm still going to be pissed off on there so i'm, I'm going to try avoiding uh fighting with qt on there but uh <laughs> yeah but yeah you know I'll, I'll still be sharing my thoughts on twitter and everything and i'm you know i'm sure i'll uh hop in as a guest every once in a while on the wrestling podcast so uh thank you all again and uh yeah love you guys all right thank you guys and uh 